It is Charlie Coyle Day on the podcast, and we're looking back on his season and looking ahead to potentially a second, maybe first line role for number 13. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Now, yesterday there was no podcast because it was a holiday up here in Canada. I used that opportunity to peruse Facebook Marketplace, and I found something that I am so thrilled to have purchased. For those of you on audio only, you won't see this, but someone on Facebook Marketplace was selling a number 37 Keep Calm and Bergeron hoodie, exactly my size, so I jumped on that. You know, the feelings of Boston not being in the playoffs are still raw. The Florida Panthers on the verge of advancing to the Stanley Cup final after beating Carolina last night. Uh, Since defeating the Bruins, they've only lost one game. Since being down 3-1 to the Bruins, they've only lost one game to the Bruins. Maple Leafs, Carolina Hurricanes, you have to tip your hat to them. But still very disheartening that the Bruins are not in the playoffs. This Bergeron sweater, regardless of whether he's with the team moving forward, bringing me warmth and comfort right now. Quick reminder before we get into Charlie Coyle. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Locked NHL Bruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now let's get into Charlie Coyle, shall we? And he's always been an interesting case for me. He is obviously been Boston's third line center for the past several years, playing behind Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. Last season, with Krejci gone, he was given the chance to elevate his game and be the second-line center. Didn't really come to fruition over the long term as Eric Halla was given that opportunity in the back half of the season. Now, Coyle, in the playoffs elevated his game once again with Bergeron and Krejci injured. Down the stretch, he played mostly with Trent Frederick and Tyler Bertuzzi. For the balance of the season, he played mostly with Trent Frederick, uh, Taylor Hall at times, Pavel Zaka was down there at times, locking down the third-line center role. And it was a, a productive season for 
Coyle offensively. He had 45 points, 16 goals, 29 assists. His best season offensively as a member of the Boston Bruins, topping last year's mark of 44 points, 16 goals, and 28 assists. Guess he making an appearance on the podcast here. He had 140 shots on goal, which was the fourth highest of his career. Second best in Boston, 145 set in 2019-2020. It was his best season on a rate average, 0.55 points per game. Uh, 0.2 goals and 0.35 assists in a full 82 games for Coyle this season. He was one of a handful of guys that didn't miss a game. When it comes to possession stats, you know, he was playing in a more defensive role as a third-line center. 47.5 shot attempt differential. He was on the ice for 994. He was... Uh, that's shot attempts four on the ice also for 1,099. So could have used a bit of work there. Now in the playoffs, he really elevated his game with Bergeron and Krejci both out. Yes, he only had one goal and one assist in the seven games, but in game three, especially, which was a win for the Bruins. He really stepped up, um, scored a goal, and played pretty significant minutes with both of those guys out of the lineup. A lot of guys were calling him a monster, a beast, after that game. So again, Coyle, he's an interesting case for me because he's a bit of a tweener. You know, he's being... Not being paid like a top-line center, but we saw that he was able to step up and play alongside Brad Marchand on the top line with Bergeron and Krejci out. He really emerged as a leader this season, and he has helped the development of a player like Trent Frederick. And even Charlie Coyle said he loves playing with Frederick. He's such a great kid. Great teammate, only getting better and better. See the strides he's taken, the confidence he's built, and he's going to have a big summer. He's going to come back and be even better. And you can bet that Charlie Coyle will be on Frederick to make sure that happens. And full credit to Coyle for helping make that happen as a leader in the bottom six. He and Nick Felino really stepped up. So as far as positives go for Coyle, Again, best season offensively as a member of the Boston Bruins, a strong leadership role in the bottom six, and he stepped up in the absence of Bergeron and Krejci, especially early on in the series against the Florida Panthers. We're going to talk about uh, some areas of growth, perhaps for Charlie Coyle and where he's going to fit in the lineup next season. But first, uh, let's talk a bit more about today's sponsor, which is Game Time. Now, Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app, and for good reason. You don't need to plan months in advance because 
Game Time has these amazing flash deals on last-minute tickets and a best price guarantee. With that best price guarantee, you will get 110% back on your tickets if you find a better deal in the section and row for less. You can also get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what you expect when you arrive and buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your email. All you have to do is download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL, and you can get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but just create an account, redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. That's game time, last minute tickets at the lowest price, guaranteed. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. Everydayers can expect continued players in review, and we're going to talk tomorrow, that would be Wednesday, about Taylor Hall. Now, when it comes to Charlie Coyle, again, I mentioned that his. Uh, possession stats weren't fantastic this season. In fact, the second lowest Corsi four percentage of his career at five on five, 47.5 hadn't been that low since his days as a member of the Minnesota wild in terms of shots on goal. He was also down a bit. Compared to last season, 140 in 82 games versus 145 in 70 games uh, last season. On the power play, he didn't really get much time. In fact, he had zero points on the power play this season. Again, he wasn't used that much on the power play. Goes to show you the depth that the Bruins had ahead of him. But the first time in his career that he's had zero points and again in the playoffs a uh, two point total in seven games the fewest or the lowest point total in the playoffs for him tied with several other seasons but they really could have used a bit more offense from him especially when um, Bergeron and Krejci were out of the lineup. He did have the one goal against Florida in uh, game three, one assist in game five, but zero points in games six and or seven, and a total of three shots on goal in that time, despite 19 minutes and 40 seconds of ice time in game seven in particular. And again, when it comes to Coyle, it's just hard to figure out where he fits in. He's being paid a bit too much to be a third-line center. Uh, not enough to be a, well, not I wouldn't say enough, but if he's going to be a second-line center or even a first-line center, great value there. But the question is whether or not he can play at that level. In the immediate aftermath of the Game 7 loss, he didn't have a lot to say. He said, it's a shock, feels like a nightmare, wish it would end. Uh, There was a 
a story on Instagram yesterday, coils on vacation, just kind of floating on a, a tube in a pool, sleeping. I, you know, he had a a busy season, deserves a break, but it was just kind of indicative of where he and all of us are still at after this loss. It's unfortunate. You wish we could go back, but you can't. The only thing you can do now, he said, is learn from it and grow from it. It's hard. So many emotions that come in right now. Trying to turn it into a positive, and that's all you can do. He said, quote, you can't do anything about it now. It sucks. It's still a shock. But we have a lot to learn from it. We have to grow from it. We can. We will. We wanted to make the most of this great opportunity, and we gave ourselves a great opportunity this year. I don't think a lot of people expected the season we had. We believed. And all of a sudden, we had this big opportunity, and we had some big goals. We came up short. It's never easy. It's hard to win in this league. Makes you realize that more and more, that's all you can do. We've got to grow and learn. I think we can do that. We move on with our heads up and start preparing for next year, end quote. And perhaps that was the reality. Nobody expected them to have the regular season that they did. It grew bigger than anybody expected, and then they weren't able to rein that in when it mattered most. Um, And he will be expected to be a pretty big leader on this team if Bergeron and Krejci aren't in Boston. He said it's been so special to be in the same locker room as them, to learn from these guys, be part of their great careers. He was part of the run in 2019, when they weren't able to get it done as kind of a newcomer to the group. Now he's become a a pretty important member and he's going to have to try to carry on their legacy. If indeed they aren't able to or not able to, but don't choose to return. And he said, it's hard to replace those two. You really can't. And him being in the center position, it's a big responsibility Everybody kind of chipped in. Pavel Zaka did their part. Brad Marchand more than did his part. That's why they're a good team, is that their depth and the people who can step up, take on responsibility when you have guys of their caliber who are out of the lineup. You've got to take pride in that, and it takes everybody. You know, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to be a winning hockey team. He tries to do his part, and it's always an opportunity when you're in the center position, of course, and you want to make the most of it. And he'll get a chance as early as this coming season to be a leader on this team and possibly a top six center. And we'll talk about what's next for Charlie Coyle here coming up after the break. All right, let's talk about Charlie Coyle moving forward. And of course, we all know that Boston's cap situation is a bit tricky moving forward. Charlie Coyle still under contract for a couple more seasons at, uh, what's his cap hit? 5.25 million for the next three seasons. He's 31 years old. He will uh, have a bit of 
no trade protection. In fact, from 2022 to 2025, he can submit an eight-team no trade list. And then from 2025 to 26, a three-team no trade list. So it's not extensive trade protection. And look, if you're going to have Charlie Coyle playing second or first line center, no disrespect to Coyle, but that might be a stretch for him at 31 years of age to expect that he is going to play heavy, heavy minutes for this Bruins team for the next couple of seasons. Yes, he did have great chemistry with Brad Marchand and so much so that head coach Jim Montgomery decided to keep them together for game five, which was a mistake or to begin game five anyways. Can he sustain that success with Marshawn over a full season? Look, it's one thing to step up in the playoffs to have a few good games, but an 82-game grind as a first-line center in the NHL, you need someone pretty special in that role. And I think Coyle is better suited to that second, maybe third-line role. His contract is is you don't want to be paying a 31-year-old $5.25 million to be playing third-line center. You just don't have that luxury with the Bruins' salary cap situation at the moment. You perhaps want him to be your second-line center. Maybe Pavel Zaka plays first line with David Pasternak. So you have Zaka, Pasternak forming a duo. You have um, Coyle. Marshawn forming another duo. That's workable. It is workable. But the more you advance here, he's going to be 31 to start this season, 32, then 33. It gets a bit unmanageable cap-wise, unless it goes up as we expect. Do I think he'll be moved this offseason? I don't think so. He again, has become a pretty core member of the Bruins. He's a leader. He's a local guy, which carries some weight. And I believe the flashes that he showed with Marshawn can give them some hope that those two can be productive together next season. Again, this is all dependent on whether Bergeron and Krejci aren't back with the Bruins next season. If they are, then yeah, they're going to be playing on minimal deals. The salaries are going to be skewed a bit. Coyle will be making more than those guys once again, playing lesser roles, but it's just the reality of the situation right now. If he's going to be counted on to play with Brad Marchand, you know, hopefully those guys can stay healthy and carry the load for these guys with Zaka and Pasternak as well forming the other line. And who steps up and plays third line center? Who plays on the fourth line? Those are big questions to round out. Personally, I'm a big Charlie Coyle fan. I think he's valuable to the team, both on and off the ice. Again, his contract, if he can play the first line center role and play effectively with Brad Marchand at a $5.25 million cap hit, then that will really help the Bruins next season in this cap crunch. If he struggles, then 
and shows that he's better suited further down the lineup, then then that could be a bit of a problem. Um, and it, it, those are big questions the Bruins are going to have to answer. And it will come down to whether or not Bergeron and Krejci come back next season and to see the trickle-down effect once again. But he did step up in the playoffs. Certainly in Game 3, he was a beast. Would have liked to have seen a bit more offensively in the later stages of the series. But you certainly can't pin that loss on any one player and much less a guy like uh, Charlie Coyle, who played very good against the Florida Panthers. Tomorrow's podcast, we're going to keep it going, looking at Taylor Hall and see where he might fit in. His situation is a bit murkier, uh, but um, yeah, we'll have to see where he fits in as well. For now, we keep calm, we Bergeron, and we bring you all the latest on the black and gold. If there's any significant news that breaks, of course, Follow along on YouTube for breaking news clips there. Please do hit that subscribe button on your audio app and on YouTube and uh, become an everyday listener as we continue our look back at the season that was and look ahead to 2023-24 here on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.